0: The Senate passed 31-17 by a vote there on four or five school day a week. And, I, and I'll say this. I've come 180 on, on this deal when four-day school four school came out. I was like, eh. But the more I look into the more I, I understand it. I, it. It does work for some. But uh, you were one of the no votes on that. And, uh, and, you know, personally, if I was one, I would maybe vote no on it, too. Not, you probably have more
1: information. But, you know, it might work here, but it might not work here. Well, so uh, I was one of the drivers of, of wanting to uh, to maintain the option for the for the four day, and it was a little bit difficult for me because it went against Senate leadership, uh, uh, one of their one of the pillar things that they're trying to accomplish in this session. But you know, my Senate district you know, I represent about seventy eight thousand people in four counties. I have four school districts that are, are using or utilizing the, the four day school week. Uh, when they started kicking around the idea of this uh, of mandating a, a five day school week. I got very concerned because I have my schools that are in the or doing the four day uh, are actually uh, excelling academically. Uh, in fact, a, a community right next to us here at Guthrie, over in Coyle, uh, you know, they won an academic state title uh, in basketball. So it's working for them. And so I really wanted to work with Senate leadership and and the author of that of, of Senate Bill four forty one uh, to give an opt out provision uh, for those schools that where it where it works. And we wanted to we wanted to tie that. To uh, to academic success and could they show uh, a financial benefit to being uh, to being being four day? Well, that morphed into uh, uh, that language was actually taken out and now those rules are going to be promulgated uh, by the state department of education. So these four day schools were going to have to agree uh, to adopt some policy that they haven't seen yet, uh, and that really bothered me. And so um, so I had to I had to be a no vote on that. It did pass out of the Senate to be headed over to the House, and I'll let these guys uh, talk about where they're at on that. But I like the local control aspect, particularly for the, from those from, for those schools where it's it's really working. I, I will, if I could, Chris, just yeah, real quick, say that I do understand that there are some abuses in this. We have schools. Uh, there's 92 schools out of uh, the school districts in the state of Oklahoma that are, are on four days, uh, and some of those are going as as minimum as 135. Days uh, that may be somewhat of an abuse, uh, but uh, like I said, the four school districts uh, in Senate District 20, it's working for them. They're excelling academically, uh, and they are seeing a cost savings, and it's been great for teacher retention.
0: And you, you say 135 schools are required to either go 180 days or 1,080 hours, one of the two. You can kind of combine them a little bit, so that would be
1: yeah. So the so Senate Bill 441 actually gives three options. You can you can do the the, the 180 days, uh, or you can do 165 days but with a minimum of 1080 hours, uh, or you can do 1080 hours and then and then make a request under the rules promulgated by the State Department of Education to opt out. But we don't know what those rules are yet. They will be determined uh, at, a, at a later date. The one point that I want to make is this coming school year for 2019 2020, everything remains the same. So we're looking at the 2020-2021 school school year for these changes to take place.
0: And the state superintendent, Joy Hochmeister, is in favor of the five-day the five day deal. I know you guys will see it, see a little bit more on it, but uh, you know it's just I don't think Oklahoma City public schools, Norman, Mustang, Guthrie schools like that would ever think about going to a four day deal. And they always talk about we're losing businesses not coming here. But you know, hopefully this changes one day where people businesses do going to Coil, but I don't think they're looking for Coil. I mean, they're looking going to the big market areas where there's already going to be five day school weeks.
2: Well, and and this four or five day school week is a little bit of a false narrative when when we had. As we continued to cut education budgets, uh, well, as we continued to keep education budgets flat and as the number of students across the state continued to grow uh, and our funding wasn't able to keep up with that, uh, they started looking at other things. And, and mainly it was it was a way um, to to bring teachers in and, and retain teachers. Um, I, I know that was one of the main reasons. Uh, Josh went to it over at coil uh, It's one of the main reasons that my uh, school up in Blackwell looked at it and, and things like that. Where where it becomes a real false narrative is Colorado's had four day school weeks for the past twenty years, and and nobody's talked about that, and it, and it hadn't hurt their test scores, it hadn't hurt their business uh, requirement, any, any, anything like that. Um, there there does need to be a, a minimum number of time and an, and an adjustments. You know, kids need to be in school X amount of of days or hours to learn what they need to learn, uh, but letting the local boards kind of choose that. Um, I I do think it's important. I think that in the midst of all the other school funding formula talks and and things that we got into over the last couple years, this four-day school week kind of got wrapped up in this when, when they really are two separate issues. Uh, Some schools are doing it to see cost savings, but mainly they're doing it to try to recruit teachers. Uh, Right now, uh, to go back to my example at Blackwell, they've got about 13 open teaching positions where they just can't find the teachers. And if this allows them to recruit better teachers and it's a decision that the school board and the community wants to make, then we need to we need to look out for the best interests of the kids, but we also need to let that local board who's elected by that local community make those kind of decisions.
0: And Governor Stitt's big on local control. He said that over and over. I mean, no offense to Representative Mize or Kevin Stitt, but I think... Jo- uh, Superintendent Summerall and Blackwell Superintendent probably know their
3: students, their districts a little bit more than those guys do. I, yeah, and to speak to that, I mean, I would I would argue that local control is, is extremely important. I mean, I have a bit of an w- interesting district in the sense that you have Edmond, Schools, Deer Creek, Cash, and, and Guthrie and those are all, you know, I would imagine, yeah, they're all different. They all have their own nuance. So, I think it's important to um for any individual that has a has a district um like that to have relationship with the superintendent uh with the board to figure out what is working best for them um but i mean ultimately outcomes uh are kind of the proof in the in the pudding if we're not seeing lesser outcomes out of a district that has a four-day uh school week versus a five-day school week I, i mean that's tough to tough to argue that you need to go back um and yeah it, it kind of ultimately goes back to local control and i think it's important for regardless whether it's Senate or house whichever chamber um you know what are we trying to do from from a state perspective where is leadership trying to to take us and and can we all jump on board there um and have some have some say so um but are we are
1: we uh, along for what the ultimate goal is? Yeah. Chris, i got to give a shout-out to Superintendent Summerall uh, over in, in Coyle. So he's seeking his doctorate, uh, and he's doing his dissertation on four-day school week. There you go. Uh, so cool. I've been very fortunate uh, to uh, to have a lot of detailed information about him and uh, what works and what doesn't work.
3: I know he's been at the Capitol at least twice this year. He,
1: cer- <laughs> he certainly has. Well,
3: and I would imagine we all got that email, uh, right. I um, bet
1: you did. Yeah. Long. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was good. Very informative. <laughs> yeah. hey, Real, two quick notes on, on, on education. The House has sent two things over to the Senate, a $1,000 tax credit for teachers out of the pocket for their classroom and a $1,200 pay raise across the board for
1: teachers.
2: Yes, and both of those again, both of those measures were were title off because it's going to depend on on where the budget negotiations settle down at. Um, but but I think they're they're important. I know the twelve hundred dollar teacher pay raise, which would take us to number one in the region. Something Governor Stitt talked about in the state of the state. Um, I, I think one of the uh, one of the more interesting things is is everybody's trying to paint this as an either or. Either we get twelve hundred dollar additional. Uh, for teachers, or we get more classroom funding, and that's simply not going to be the case. There's going to be a classroom funding portion in in the state budget. Uh, It's going to be an increase in the formula, the same as there was an increase in the formula last year after we passed 1010xx I think was the final name which we came up with might
0: have missed one x maybe yeah. <laughs> but um,
2: whether whether we do the $1200 additional teacher pay raise or not there's still going to be more uh, still going to be more money into the formula uh, more additional dollars uh, for the classroom than than there ever has been before in, in state history